Welcome, welcome to the Cube Command Podcast. I'm Tommy Savoya. Well, dang it. I'm Nick. Yeah, I was I was thinking of whether I'm going to say Tommy or Tommy Savoya. Um, anyway, uh, so this is episode 29 of the Cube Command Podcast, and we just saw... Shazam. Shazam. I was going to say we just saw... We just saw Shazam? Yeah. yeah, we saw Shazam. This is the newest episode of the DC Universe. Um... I guess you could call it a reboot. Not not exactly. I don't, I don't think it's a reboot. I don't think there was another there, Shazam movie. I don't know. No, there's no, animated no, no. I mean, ones. Like the reboot of the the DC universe. Oh, because they're kind of ambiguous whether this is they're all actually interconnected or not. Um, but uh, basically, this is Shazam. You can't call him Captain Marvel anymore because DC lost the lawsuit. Uh, that goes to Marvel's Captain Marvel now, and um. Now DC has Shazam. Honestly, I, I kind of like the change because yeah. it's easier yeah, it was to remember. It's so confusing. You'd be like, Captain Marvel, which one? Yeah. Yeah, and Captain, like, the name doesn't really yeah. tie much to him. Because there was another one in Marvel that was also Captain Marvel. Also. Yeah. So it was yeah. like three, technically. Three? No, there's Marvel's Captain Marvel and DC's, right? No, because in, in the Marvel one, there was, like, the guy, and then oh, the okay. girl became Captain Marvel. Yeah. So it was, it was like three. Oh, so I see. And then, then there was Miss Marvel. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's a it's a it's kinda confusing. But um they're they're just going with Shazam. And this is actually based more off the new fifty two iteration of the character. So a lot of the things that you see in the in the movie is based off the newer comics. Which is cool, you know. Um some parts of the movie I kinda saw coming. Um But uh, I guess we'll go jump right into it. So Shazam is played by uh Zachary Levi. And I liked him as the voice of uh, Eugene from uh, Tangled. And oh, I that's who that was? Yeah. Oh. And um, he was also the villain in the Psych movie, which is kind of cool. But I've seen that. Yeah, it, it, it's a good movie. But he, he, does a lot, he, he does a lot of fun characters to play, and it really shines with DC's one of DC's goofiest uh, superheroes. Um, so I, I guess, what did you think of the characters? I thought they were pretty well. If they played their part, it wasn't like... They were like nonchalant, like they're actually pretty good actors to be young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, I was surprised. In a lot of the TV shows and movies I've seen, the younger mm-hmm. actors kind of feel a little stiff. Yeah, like which Disney is... Channel stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, well, which is fine because you know they're still learning how to do it, and no one expects them to be like, say, Robert Downey Jr. Freddie was pretty good though. I gotta give him that. Yeah, but that's that's the thing about this Boy, movie. Yeah. All the the younger actors, they were great. Especially Zachary, the one who plays Shazam. He uh, played a good role as, like, still keeping himself like a kid still. Yeah, you could really tell. Cool. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of, like, like energy to how he acted. There's not a lot of movies coming out that, like, use the fact that a superhero has powers and he doesn't have to fight villains. He instead uses it for his own personal gain. Right. So, like, just the fact that he was out doing stuff, like, getting money and whatever and... <sighs> getting like showing his powers yeah showing off his powers <laughs> it, it was kind of a fun concept to play around with the uh the other the other characters were uh there's the villain but i i was honestly kind of surprised how the introduction went because personally i'm not really familiar with the shazam lore it was uh mark strong mark strong okay. doctor played dr savannah savannah okay 
they set him up pretty well. They set him up as he was one of the people chosen to get Shazam's power by the wizard, but he was rejected, and then due to the ridicule by the rest of his family, it kind of made him made it worse. Bitter, yeah, it made him made her a lot worse. And that was a that was really um, it was kind of hard to watch just him yeah, like he was being just like getting picked on. Yeah, like, picked on all the time. Like from both his brother and his father, like it was just wow. Yeah, his family hated him, so you kind of it's believable the anger he yeah. had when because uh, I was like, dang, you really treating your kid like this? He looks like he's only yeah. what eight? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and. It was actually I kind of feel sorry for him because like especially the older brother I thought yeah. he would at least stick up you know brother because obviously the father you know was like his favorite was oldest yeah and he he didn't give the yeah. younger brother a chance and yeah. it, it was kind of hard to watch because like you're like I don't really want to see him become the villain because he he just got a yeah, bad lot in life it really you know? yeah he lost his hair <laughs> he lost his hair yeah. <laughs> But um, they, they kind of play up the sympathetic aspect of the villain, but toward the middle when he actually starts gaining his powers, mm-hmm. um, and he, like, chucks his older brother out of a window. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. I thought he was just going to, like, punch him really hard. Oh, yeah. No, no. He, they, he they chucked he was, the how crap angry he out was. of him. Yeah. And then they had, he, he had all the, um, I guess, the board of directors of the company. Yep. Um, they all got mauled by the, uh, the, the deadly sins. Yep. Um, which is an interesting concept too for the villain. I didn't realize that's how they were gonna look. Yeah, I, <laughs> well, they look like they're statues. Well, yeah, but I thought they were. For some reason, I figured that they were gonna transform into, I don't know, people, kind <laughs> people, or oh, humanoid monsters. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess they did it to show like, because um, I mean, manifestations so dark, yeah. of it. Yeah, I guess. I I gotta say, it was a little bit uninspired with the designs because it kind of felt like generic monster number fifty-seven. Like the kind of like the um, what's the monsters in uh, Infinity War? But it, it looked it looked kind of like that. Yeah, the the whole army that uh, um, Dano said. Did I, I the designs weren't bad? It was just a little bit uninspired. I I think they should have gone for a little more color with them. I don't know. Um, but you know they worked in the story. They worked. They were the source of the villain's power. The more he used them outside of his body, the weaker he got. Yep. And, uh, which is how they use it to their advantage in the end. Um, Alright, so I guess we can jump into the story. Uh, it's It started off pretty well. It started off with a bang, like we mentioned. Uh, they tell about the villain's origin. Yeah. They, they establish the rules of the universe and how the power works and why there is needs to be a transfer of power. Um, and then they introduce Billy Batson. And <laughs> I gotta say, because yeah. I mean, do they usually start off with the villain's backstory at the beginning? Some her movies, some of them do because they want to set one. it up. Yeah, I know. I, I'm trying to remember a, a superhero movie that started off like that. Well, I I think they did that in Spider Man, the first Spider Man, because usually in an Goblin. origin story, yeah, I think so. An origin story tries to set up the villain before the hero. I think. Um. I know, like, with Batman, they didn't do that, because that wasn't exactly an origin story. Um, yeah, I guess it's a 50-50 chance they're going to do that. I know with the Superman movies, they always do that, because Zod's the villain. So, yeah. <laughs> they it's kind of it's inevitable. Um, but for this one, I guess they wanted to introduce the concept of Shazam at the same time as introducing the villain. Um, so there's no one, like, 
like explaining a bunch of monologuing and stuff, which I appreciate. It's a good creative way to show, not tell, which is a thing I think a lot of movies should do. So Billy is a foster kid. They mm-hmm. introduced that. And basically what he does is he runs away from all his families because he's looking for his mom. And because he lost his mom at a very young age. Yep, at an amusement park. Yep, at an amusement park. What happened after, after that? After that, then, um, well, he was looking up. Well, he prank called the police officers to come to this pawn shop. I don't even know how that played out because no one was in there. So I want to know how he opened it himself. So he fake called them and then they came over and he tricked them. And locked him inside the store while he went towards the police car to actually type in a license plate that could possibly belong to his mother. So then he has this whole uh, book that has different addresses and different names towards the last name of his mother. Because I, yeah. I, I don't think he remembered the, the first name. He just remembers the last name because of his. Yeah. But he, it was his father's name. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. she later on in the movie, we find out that she didn't. She went back to her maiden name. Yeah. Um, after divorcing his father so really he was not he wasn't going to go anywhere yeah he was not going to find her with the current rate of his search um and that the kind of the theme of the movie is family because uh the main character and the villain both are unwanted by their uh, um biological families that's deep though that's the same it is yeah it's it's kind of like a uh parallel um and I, I really appreciate the way they did that instead of just having some generic villain, oh, I want power. No, this guy's uh, Where the hero can't really relate. Yeah, exactly. But this um, one, he can relate. Yeah, and that's the best way to to write a story is to make the villain yeah. tied to the hero in some way. Because the worst, I guess, it, well, probably the worst part for Billy was because he thought that his mother actually cared for him. She yeah. didn't at all. Yeah. She, she purposely, well, it was by accident how she lost him, but when she found out where he was... She just left him. And then when he went to visit her, finally, she didn't really acknowledge him as much as he was expecting. Yeah, it's he. she actually didn't recognize him no. at first. And you find out that she didn't want him in the first place. And he he takes it really well, I gotta say. like I mean, after what he's been through, I'm pretty sure there's more, like... Yeah, there's, there's more stuff to worry yeah. about. He's just, well, like in the set, he's just been through with a bunch of negative stuff so it doesn't really phase him as much yeah because he's been living on the street for a while and having to fend for himself um she didn't even remember the compass yeah she didn't yeah because it was so long ago so what he remembered he remembered good stuff which really didn't happen apparently yeah he he looked at it through through rose tinted glasses because to her to him that's his mom and because her flashback she was like really just she's really unenthusiastic yeah that, I, you know, that's a, that's a, it's a good point that in his flashback, it was a little happier. Yeah. And it's, it's a kind, it was really subtle, very subtle differences, but it, it really shows their perspective on the situation. That's what made Billy appreciate his foster family more because when he was first taken in by this foster family that had like seven kids, yep. he, he didn't like it at all because it, it wasn't where he wanted to be. He was like, I don't care about this. No, all I don't care about this. Find my mom. Yeah. And, um, the the mom story is kind of put on the side once he gets the superpowers, um, after showing that you know he's gonna stick up for his his um, his foster brother. Yeah. Um, and then that it, the story kind of takes a turn into him becoming more selfish once he's 
accumulated the powers. And uh, like like we mentioned before, it kind of shows you know a different side of if someone became a superhero, not everyone's going to fight for justice. Some of them are going to go for their own petty personal gain, which is what he started off with. Exactly, he was actually kind of selfish. Yeah, he was. He was. He was really. He cold was playing out the sins. Yeah. Oh, you know himself. You know, I never Green. thought of it that way. Well, one he didn't do was probably gluttony. The the main point of I guess the second act is him kind of realizing that with great power comes great. Finish it. Mm, Finish it. Need to do good. What? <laughs> in in the beginning, he's just kind of running from things. Um, when what's his face, Doctor Doctor Savani Savani Savana. Dr. Savannah was chasing after him. All he did was run. And it was kind of an odd parallel, too, going back to how um, when in Dr. Savannah's origin, he was just kind of, like, whining all the time. And he was, everyone told him he was weak. And so he's using that to taunt Billy when they're fighting. Right. Because uh, he just kept running away from him. The, the movie did a great job with um, driving home the theme that Family is the one that matters, and it's not always going to be your biological family. You he should ends up looking out yeah, for you. Yeah, exactly. Because his foster family is the one that was like backing him up, and because they were all relatable, even the foster parents were fosters. Yeah, exactly. They they knew the struggle. So like when he left, they pretty much knew because they did it themselves. Yeah, I thought that was a good touch having the um the foster dad kind of understand. Yeah, what it was like I had my fair shares of leaving too. Uh, one or two days yeah and and when he first got billy he was like we're not going to give you the whole spiel because you know we were foster parents ourselves we know that can get like obnoxious it was a good kind of insight instead of making everything so seem so cliche um we're one happy family yeah well they they kind of were actually yeah um each of the family members had their own personality and interests they were doing i thought the older uh, chick was actually gonna be like stuck up and stuff just because how they introduced her oh, i was like dang yeah, yeah that, she, that like, was she funny. Was, like she was on her phone but i get into it's going like oh so she's gonna act like a know-it-all that's that was my first impression well she didn't know how to answer the questions they were posing her no but like she just walked in and then she was just like like the phone. Yeah. yeah i was like oh wow okay then the other guy i mean what was his name oh giovanna no oh, wait pedro, no, pedro. Yeah, when introduced him, he's just a—I don't know if he was shy or anything, but he just didn't really care to talk to anyone. It's kind of kind of closed off. Yeah, he I was guess. like, no, he was, yeah, he only had one—he only <laughs> he, had one thing to say. He had one line yeah, one in the line. first entire two thirds of the movie. But I, I actually ended up liking him by the end of it. I liked his character because he was like, "Get him, Billy!" When the when the guy was uh, yeah. in the house, that was that was funny. I was like, um, "Who said that?" <laughs> Uh, the other two, the younger ones, they were, like, really, like, outspoken, you know? Yeah. Uh, that, that was really fun. There's a couple good lines from, uh, the kid, the, like, the gaming, the gaming kid. He took the, he took the bully's nunchuck and he started flipping, he's like, I know how to use this! Oh, God, he hit himself in the head <laughs> yeah, with he it. he hit himself in the head. He's like, ow. That was, that was funny. And, you know, the, they, they put a lot of jokes into this movie. They were actually good ones. Some of them were cheesy. Mainly the one where... Uh, Shazam was like testing out his powers. They did the Fortnite dance. <sighs> I did not enjoy that. The floss. Yeah, I, but they had yeah. to open up toward the kids too. I guess. Yeah, they need to be uh, hashtag relatable. 
<laughs> Horrible. Yeah, but no, I mean, besides that... Everything else was good. Yeah, the, the balance of comedy and, and drama and action, it was it was there. Their first, uh, first gig on a robbery, I thought that was funny. It was like, well, your suit is bulletproof. But is your face bulletproof? <laughs> shoot him. Shoot, <laughs> shoot, like, shoot me in the face. <laughs> he literally handed him the gun. He's like, go ahead. Shoot me. Oh, yeah. I was just like, really? Imagine being the robber in that situation. Like, they didn't hesitate. <laughs> it was like, okay. Not in their heads. Just like, okay, sure. Like, bro. Yeah. And then and then he was like, you have bullet immunity. <laughs> You're dead. Like Chucked him outside in yeah. the glass. Like, our, our theater was not packed at all. But there was still a hefty amount of laughter. Yeah. In, with a lot of the jokes. He's like, I'd like to purchase your uh, finest beer, please. And <laughs> everyone, just the, the entire audience just erupted in laughter. That's probably the most I've heard laughing from a DC movie. Really? Yeah, because... Other yeah. than Just League, but the only time I laughed was pretty much from uh, Flash. See, he, here's the that, thing. His jokes were okay. and They are okay, but they weren't They were like needed. crazy laughing. Yeah. See, here's my thing. The, um, the difference between Shazam and Justice League is that Shazam had a clear vision of what it wanted to do in the beginning. It knew it was going to be a, a light-hearted superhero movie about a kid who gets powers, and he's also going to goof off like a kid does. You right. Know? So the humor was it was fitting, and the way they played it off, it didn't feel forced at all. The jokes felt natural, and Zachary Levi did a really good job pulling them off. But seeing Justice League, it was originally a Zack Snyder movie, and then Joss Whedon was became the director midway through production and had to rewrite a lot of stuff so the jokes really didn't fit and plus you got characters like batman giving jokes and it just to it be honest it didn't feel right but but with this movie this character works very well with the tone they set for this movie because shazam has always kind of been the more light-hearted hero like even in the yeah. in, in the unlimited cartoon the few episodes he was in he was he had that like spunk to him I guess. Well, that's how Flash was, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, Flash, like, too. Kind of fanboyish, yeah. in a way. Um, and it was cool. They kept true to his character, and I liked that. How about the soundtrack? Soundtrack? Oh, I man. didn't really pay attention too much, but it was pretty It was pretty generic. It was, Usually, because yeah. it sounds usually... I mean, wait. No, I take that back. I like... Uh, what was the song did they do when they were in that factory? Oh, uh, Don't yeah. Stop Me Now by Queen, yes. That was, that was probably about the only one. The thing is, that's one of my favorite <laughs> songs ever, and I did not... It wasn't in the trailers at all, and uh, when I started hearing it, I was like, they did not just put this I, on the soundtrack. Yo! Because I was like... I was kind of dancing a little bit. I was like, okay, I, I like this. Yeah, it's it an amazing song. It fitted. It did fit, Um, and it, it kind of balanced the more somber tunes with the... The I guess the upbeat um, pop culture ones. Yeah, because they didn't they didn't shove the the pop culture stuff in your face like Not the music much. fit, you know. Yeah, for the most part, but like you said, you couldn't really you didn't really pay attention to much of the theme. Not I, too much I, of it. Yeah, I could. You, you didn't tell that there was um there was a running theme. Well, I heard, I heard Bruno's song. Heard that in there. I forgot which scene it was, but yeah, oh. it might have been in the subway. Oh, you mean the the chase scene? No, 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 no. It was like it's like it's like a quick thing where they just put it in there. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I can't remember which scene it was though. It was no, no. I know what you're talking about. It was it it was there faintly. It was. Oh, I know. Yeah, I noticed I that. I don't remember. I don't remember where it was, but there there was an orchestrated, um, movie theme. 
in there well, that yeah. was ongoing. It was it was kind of generic. It wasn't it, obviously it was not as recognizable as Superman or Batman's theme, but it there was one there. So I'll give them credit for that. Like they had one, and it fit. It, it kind of had that 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 old style superhero um, bravado kind of tone to it, like da 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 kind of thing. Yeah. Like whenever he he every time that he said Shazam, if I had a dollar every time he said that, he (laughs) did it a lot of times. And each time they did it, they always slowed it down, had him turning around slowly and brooding for a few seconds. Oh, you know, they kept doing that. I didn't mind it for maybe a few times, but each time he did, he kept doing the exact same thing near the end, where he kept doing that. Yeah, that's a good opportunity to bring it back to the final fight scene because because he did it. Three times. No, four times. Four times, yeah. Yeah, four times. During the final fight scene, it was him and uh, Dr. Savannah mm-hmm. um, and and the other foster kids against the Seven Deadly Sins um, and Dr. Savannah. So they were fighting in this carnival, and it, it the fight scene didn't really have much of a direction. It wasn't bad. No. It just was cluttered. Yeah, it's just because how, how many yeah. people were there. Because you think of a final fight scene in a in a mo- in a superhero movie, usually cumulative of the superhero's knowledge and powers and what they gained and learned throughout their journey, they pretty much just threw it like, like literally in the past ten seconds you can tell who who had what. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh this one, she had the speed power that she took from him. The other guy super strength. The other one who can fly. The other one has the electric. But the electric, I didn't know what she had. Wait, I thought they all had the same powers. That's what I thought. But it's like they only showed what they were, what they were oh, showing in the beginning. Okay, so explain the that. The big guy, yeah. he didn't really run fast. He he just kind of jogged over there. And the electric, she just kept running. Oh, the other guy, okay. he just kept flying. I so see. I was wondering why he didn't fight back as much. So I think it's because okay. So during the fight scene, somewhere in the middle, um, Doctor Savannah has all the foster kids like captured with the seven deadly sins and then shazam comes up and then he basically takes the staff and gives the other his foster siblings one of his powers i think i think that's how it went each one of them got a a power of his um because there's super strength flight super speed electricity i don't know what durability i i guess like invulnerability i guess because um, the other, ch- I don't know what she was doing. Like she was kicking butt, but I didn't know she had strength. Um, so I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I never thought of it that way. I just assumed they had all the same powers. I, I wasn't paying that much attention to it. I guess. I guess because it kept cutting back and forth between yeah. Shazam fighting Savannah and then all of them fighting the, the deadly sins. It felt a little disjointed because I kind of just wanted to see Shazam's fight. Yeah, just mainly his. Yeah, it. I don't know. It felt. It felt cheesy, the way they were cracking jokes and using his powers. Yeah. When there was nothing, no build-up to that, and nothing really hinting at that earlier. It, it felt a little, almost contrived. It was goofy. But I mean, you know, I liked how the guy referenced most of the games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hadouken. I thought that was kind of nice. I was like, okay, Street Fighter. Yeah, because he was the, he was the gamer kid. He knew what he was. Do- he knew what he was doing. Freaking saying die, die, die in the beginning. I mean, I mean, I that was kind of funny. If you got Shazam's powers, you would be saying Hadouken and stuff. Hadouken. Being a being a geek about, it. I know I would. But yeah, um, 
like you said, it, it it was disjointed because there were so many weird pace changes. You thought one point it was going to be the final showdown of the fight when it just kept on going. Like that he kept transforming and yeah. he transformed back and he transformed again. And like that part where he was being drowned and then he yeah. turned into Shazam. I could have sworn he was able to do that before underwater in the animated yeah. shows. Well I, well, I think the rules are probably different, but he definitely did say weird. it. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely hear it. wasn't mumble. No, you it definitely wasn't. heard Shazam. Yeah, and you shouldn't be able to hear much of anything underwater anyway. It didn't go on too long to the point where I got tired of it. It just went on to the point where I was like, "Yeah, you probably should end it, or else I'm going to start getting annoyed by it." I just um, wish he knew how to fight better. I know he was a kid and all, but he didn't learn a single thing. Well, it was over the span of like a week or two. Even then, he didn't like pick up like any. Like fighting like tactics when he was fighting the sins, he's like, Oh, he phased through. Well, and I, then he did it yeah. again. He didn't learn. I think it's because he was more focused on his own pride and developing his own image instead of actually learning how to be a superhero. But I'm I'm sure in the in the next one he's gonna have more of an idea of what he's doing. That one's gonna be I can tell that one's gonna be a lot more action. Yeah, it definitely is, because there's gonna be less setup. Yeah. I was mentioning this to you in the car. Um that I I really hope they don't give his powers to all the other his his siblings yeah not again i i have a feeling they're only only going to do that if it's necessary because i i think like it weakens him because he's sharing it uh pretty much I wonder if superman's gonna be in it you know because was there was a movie where superman was fighting or helping shazam fight black adam yeah i forgot what it was called superman shazam i think i think so yeah yeah and they both got rocked by black adam though yeah he was pretty tough yeah, I, I can't wait for them to use Black Adam in the next one because Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne has... Johnson, that's gonna be cool. Rock Adam, <laughs> Rock Adam. Yeah. So I guess what are what are your final impressions of the movie? I give it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. What specifically did you like about it? Well, it's the some of the small jokes. I feel like they could have worked a little bit more in the development of him. It was still kind of early stage, but I mean. The best thing he came up, you know, was like, oh, family means something now. Yeah. It's pretty much about it, but another like more maturity. Yeah, really mature. I guess so. You know, I guess for me. And a little bit of goofing off towards the fighting. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I'll put some of that to the side. You know how DC wants to replicate Marvel. Uh, I will admit, yeah, there's a little too much goofiness in the fights where I would have liked there to be some dramatic conclusion to what's going on instead of them just dragging it out through jokes. Um, overall, I thought the movie was solid. Um, it had much more direction than the past DC movies. It knew what it was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the actors are great. I thought the, the colors are great. Could have used less of the, uh, the dry, uh, the dry grayness. Um, but I, overall Shazam popped out against that. So I thought it looked pretty, ni- pretty nice. And, uh, the action wasn't that bad. I, just like you, I would have liked for the fight scenes to be a little better. Um, Overall, I, I guess I'd give it an, I don't know, I, I guess an 8 eight out of 10. Yeah, the same as you. It's It was a solid movie. I would recommend it to anyone because we had a great time watching it. The, I, in my opinion, all the jokes landed for me. I hope so. <laughs> I, just, I just think that they should have made a little more of a solid ending and not dragged out as long. Right. So next movie, we're going to go see is avengers in game in game yeah that's that's gonna be fun but something i do want to mention um before we finish this off is 
what does this mean for the future of DC movies? Because they are planning on making them more standalone features. We didn't get any crossovers between the other actors in here, which yeah, is fine. I think they need more yeah. time. They definitely need more time to develop their characters and... They're definitely going for a more lighthearted, hopeful tone. Yeah, because Avengers, they, it took a while. It did. It took. We had to go through three Iron Mans before we got to it. We had to go through. Three. Was it one one Thor well, it movie? Was, it was one, one Thor, Thor, one Hulk, two Captain America, uh, one Captain America, and two Iron Mans um, before we even got the crossover movie. So yeah. DC really needs to slow down, and they they went nope. through. Ben Affleck. They, they went through first. one yeah, one they, Superman, one Wonder Woman. And then a Superman and Batman. Yeah, they didn't even do a Batman for it. So they really rushed it. And based on, like, the movies that are coming out, Aquaman has been pretty good. Yeah, because they just threw an Aquaman in there, Yeah, to be honest. But, I mean, well, they developed him later in his own solo movie. Green Lantern, I thought he was part of the OG Justice League squad, too. That that goes to show they didn't really prepare for it. Exactly. Um, But, you know, they're more standalone stuff. It goes to show, like, with the Joker movie coming out, they're making each one their own product that stands on its own i still of... need a red hood reference oh um, we probably will get one maybe because it's kind of weird how he starts off as a joker without becoming a red hood it's looking to be less comic booky yeah so we'll see when it comes out all right so that was that was shazam great movie go see it <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also next well probably next episode we'll be discussing um the star wars episode nine uh, trailer because that is out already go ahead and watch that if you haven't already very exciting so this has been the cube command podcast reviewing shazam you can find us on uh, itunes google podcasts or actually they want to go by apple Podcasts now so apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify spotify stitcher radio tune in uh blueberry.com tech podcast network and uh, there is more, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, also, go watch our YouTube channel, uh, Cube Command. We do gameplay stuff and our streaming uh, channel on Twitch. Also, yep. Cube Command. All right, so any closing comments? I don't have one this time. Oh, damn. Wow. I, I, opened, probably, it, I opened the door I know, for you and you just shut it in my face. Next one. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, okay. Wow. Failed. <laughs> Anyway, my name is Tommy Savoy. And I'm Nick. This has been the Cube Command Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.